And welcome back to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. Hello. It is Wednesday. I'm just kidding. Thursday, October 12th. Um, How did you get the day wrong? Because it's, it's going to be, you know. Dyslexic. Oh, I, okay. That's right. I had a great offseason, if you ask me. Um, how about you? Do you have a good offseason? What offseason? I didn't really take an offseason, but. What off, I don't take offseasons. Offseason of recording the podcast. Did you or did you get a lot of practice reps in? I, I was getting reps in, a lot um, of reps in the gym, long hours. Um, personally, you know, I I did a lot of sitting in front of the mic and just talking, you know, trying to get used to it. I'll tell you what. Guess how many words I said this summer to practice? Um, hundred millions. Hundred million? No, 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 just millions. Millions. Couldn't That's even keep good. track. That's good. Could have been a hundred billion. How was your offseason as an NBA fan? It was good. They kept us uh, entertained. I'd uh, say mine could have been better. Oh yeah, yeah. How come? Really disappointed at the Cape Vincent loss. Uh, That's yeah. all. That's Struce. all. Oh, I don't care about that. Struce is tough. I didn't care about Struce. Um, yeah, we'll get into that later. But anyways, today we're going to be going into um, four teams. Each of us are up on, and four teams we're down on. Dun dun dun. Then we'll of course get into winner lose of the week, tweet of the week, and some trivia. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's. Go. It's par for the court podcast. Okay, we're going to start with the teams we're up on. Why don't you give me one team you're Let the record show. Cole made the first mistake. He just edited it out. Um, with Thanks. that being said team i'm up on i'm gonna go with the los angeles lakers oh my gosh i was also up in the lakers oh my gosh no way um going into the offseason the conversation was you got Rui on expiring you got austin reeves that wants to get paid you got deal and you didn't get paid people said how are they gonna pay all three and they did and they also brought in some very good pieces in free agency Gabe Vincent. Indeed. Heard of him. Oh, yeah. Torian Prince. And the rest are nobodies. And the rest are nobodies. But I think they did have a great offseason. I think they exceeded my expectations of what they were going to do, and I think they exceeded the expectations of many. Why do you? Why are you up on the Lakers, Cole? Um, fun fact about the Los Angeles Lakers. Did you know, post-trade deadline, the Lakers were 18-9, and nine, even with the shaky health of their two best players. And... That's just with the new guys getting indoctrinated, you know, everybody learning how each other plays. And what I think we saw in the playoffs is a lot more indicative of what we'll see this regular season, which is Agreed. a defensive juggernaut, a team that has astounding rim protection, and a team that just moves the ball well, gets the ball inside, and overall plays the right way. I love their offseason acquisitions. Um, I mean, their books are tremendous right now a complete 180 from way, last year way better than this time last year going like, yeah. going into the season last year everybody's thinking what in the hell are we doing how's Palenka not fired yet and now it's like okay he knows what he's doing did a great job at the deadline getting rid of the big contracts and getting expiring i think he calls that free pre-agency pre-agency now, that's what they're calling it at the deadline yeah and, you know i think he won pre-agency 100 percent um Possibly a lot of one free agency a lot of people look at the numbers that you know these guys are on extension-wise of uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Ruby Hachimura, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and they're like, whoa, this is a ton of money. But in three years, those are going to be crazy budget deals. Yeah, on top of that... Are, the cap's always going up. And also, widely considered, Austin Reeves has the best contract in the NBA. Um, he had a good run with USA and then didn't. Um, Which I was mean, upsetting. I'd say the glaring hole of his USA run is his post defense, but I'm not too. I worried. wasn't calling him a cone, but somewhere I wasn't. Yeah, I'm I not. Too, I'm not too that. worried about his post defense in the NBA season, though. Um, no, nah, he's not going to see many drop steps. Oh my gosh! Night also, in, night out. I don't know how many um, how many six eight wings are going to allow to take nine different dribbles in a post up before he goes up with a contested two that eventually goes in, which we saw. With Team USA a lot. Also, yeah. good thing about this Lakers offseason, they stayed under the apron that will allow them to make moves during the season. Ah. Which some teams that I have 
on my up or down. Did not. Did not? I yeah. think I got one of those in mind. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't we move on to one of the teams that I'm up on? Um, team that I'm up on, uh, not too much, not enough talked about right now, is the Indiana Pacers. Pacers. I thought about putting this team on mine. Yeah, Pacers are a team that are expected to finish below 500, but I fully expect them to be at least the eighth seed, at least being a 41-win team. They have ridiculous amount of guys that can go, something that bodes very well for regular season wins. One of the guys I heard about a few times as a guy that will be really be exceeding expectations this year is Andrew Nemhard. We should be seeing a lot of him in the combo guard role next to Halliburton, as well as him at the helm of the offense when Halliburton's out. Um, I just heard great things all offseason about him, and they're expecting him to have a great season. We, of course, have an overhaul of athletic talent in the front court with OB, Isaiah Jackson, and, of course, friend of the podcast, former teammate, Darius Walker. Shout um, out. They have promising guys at literally every position as well as veterans at every position. You have the young guys I discussed in the front court earlier as well as Miles Turner. You have guys like... Jordan Nawara and Aaron Neesmith, both of which guys that I still believe in. And then you have Buddy Heald right there. You have Benedict Matherin, who's already a pr- somewhat of a proven young guy. He was in Rookie of the Year talks, if not for Paolo being head and shoulders better than him. But, you know, still. Right. Um, and, of course, you have what in the GM survey was considered one of the most underrated acquisitions of the offseason, Bruce Brown. So, and obviously, Halliburton goes out saying. But, yeah, I fully expect them to be in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of guys in every position, like you just said, and I think Halliburton is the perfect centerpiece for this team. They've got shooting around him. They've got bigs that can roll to the basket, bigs that can shoot, high flyers. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. Indeed. Indubitably. What about another team that you're up on? Um, let's talk um, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, you're Shall up we? The, you're up in the thunder? May I? Go ahead. May I? Yes, you may. Uh, I talked about this a lot last year on the podcast. I know that was a while ago, and probably nobody listened to it. But Sam Presti, probably the greatest tank job in the history of sports. Mm. Not necessarily tanking to lose games, but a tank job in acquiring assets, acquiring players that can be moved at any time, but also he could bring back on lower-level deals, and continue to develop. At this point in time, they've got so many prospects that they it was, it's going to be hard for them to fill a 15-man roster without, without cutting a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of young guys that have promise and showed that promise last year. And, oh, by the way, Cole, what do you think they were missing last year? Um, would that be number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren? Yeah, they were missing a big man in the middle, uh, rim protector, scorer, versatile. Uh, sure. Oh, Chet Holmgren. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing that sticks out to me most about the Thunder is the fact that last year, guys that played like seventh, eighth man type roles, like minutes, like they got legit minutes and weren't bad at all, are yeah. guys that will not be playing this year. Right. And their spots are taken by guys that are even more promising and somewhat already more proven. Um, you guys, you got guys like Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who they were relying on last year, who this year I wouldn't be surprised if he was cut. You know? Um, Isaiah Joe's going to be hard to keep him rusted. Isaiah Joe's going to be hard to, like, there's just so many guys. And the funny thing is, obviously, the biggest acquisition for them is obviously, like you said, Chet Holmgren. Everyone's talking about him. No one's even talking about their first round draft pick in case on Wallace, yeah. who, again, is obviously... If the Thunder draft him, he's probably going to be good. Um, if not now, soon. Exactly. Um, Under Shea Gilders, Alexander, and Trey Mann. And Josh Giddey. And Josh um, Giddey, him too. I mean, Don't forget. Josh Giddey's my favorite player on this team. Um, and he's, what, the third guy that you think of when you think of their best player? So it's just... Makes, makes sense that that's your favorite player. You're so funny. Makes sense. Oh, my gosh. It's a fun... Versatile player, make yes. some flashy plays. Precisely. Shoot the ball a little bit, drive it a little bit. Precisely. Makes sense. Exactly. Um, yeah, I just... That is what's tough about this team. It's, it's totally feel good until it's time for them to make some tough decisions of who's going to play, who's going to be their guy, you know, things of that nature. Um, underrated acquisition, Davis Bertans. People are going to like him in OKC. Who? 
people, fans. When? When he goes in and does Once, well. I, I think one game out of five will be like, that bird times, man. I like it. Oh, yeah? Well, um, what might have been the most talked about preseason game of my entire lifetime, Thunder Spurs um, the other night, Davis Bertans comes in in the third quarter and goes five of six from three oh, yeah, in like that. the span of five minutes. It I've, was insane. I've seen guys, Bertans has guarded, go five for six from three in five minutes too, though. Not from three, probably at the rim. At the rim, anywhere. Anywhere they wanted to, that's what was happening. Okay, well, he's got big jet ba- uh, behind him, you know, to, to help. The problem with Bertans is, and this is the problem with a lot of white shooters, Sam Hauser is a guy that comes to mind. Oh, yeah? Everybody looks at him and says, I want him to guard me. Oh, yeah, They call true. their man. They say, you, set me a screen so he can switch on to me. He's not the worst defender ever, but if you're going to go at him every play, you're, that's, pro- you're probably going to score. That's true. <laughs> like, like Duncan Robinson in the finals against Whoa. the Lakers. Hey, watch yourself. He did, though. They watch s- yourself. To every play they switched on to him. That is true. It's like you're going to score. Like, you can do that to anybody. You're I'll good, say you're this. You're probably going to score on him. Duncan Robinson point. has one of the funniest, like, bro, come on yeah. faces. Like, yeah. It's like, like the most like, like defeated, but like at the same time, like, Ups, like mad face, like bro, like you don't need to be doing this. Like Duncan Robinson is another guy that can guard, but it's like, damn, you just threw your best three moves at me and got to the rim. Like, yeah, there's not much else I could have done. Yeah, yeah. At least Duncan Robinson will give you a good foul if you really like got an open shot. Yeah, Davis he'll, just lets him go. He'll dish out a good foul. Yeah. Davis got a temper though. That's one thing about Davis. He he's does got, have a he's temper. Got a temper, sure. He does have a temper. So at least there's that. He's got some some fight to him. All but right. Yeah. Good things from the Thunder this year. Um, team that I'm up on. Um, you might have hinted at him earlier with the apron talk. Oh yeah. Are you ready? Sure. It's the Phoenix Suns. Oh okay. Um, I see the Suns as a team that obviously has the propensity to outscore any team on any given night. Um, one of their luxuries is that any of their big three, one of them will be able to essentially take a night off, and they won't really be losing much. Um. With what was pretty much five bucks and a handful of lollipops in cap space after getting Durant, Beal, and Booker, they managed to put together a very, very competent cast of role players that should be able to do what needs to be done for them, which is make open shots. What's the exchange rate of handful of lollipops to pesos? Um, I want to say five lollipops is equal to about 100 pesos. Wow. Okay. Um, You're, you have some expensive lollipops in your hand. So, like, they realized with their current core, they're, they're not going to be a defensive juggernaut. So, they went all in on offense. And that's something for them, I, I, I think, is somewhat of a smart move. Um, we actually saw a lot of people go all in on offense this year with the Nuggets, the way they did it. But, yeah, it's just a team that people are going to struggle to guard on January 20th, Thursday night, two games and three nights kind of thing, you know? Um, and... See, health is the only thing that's really going to hold them back. And obviously, when we get to the playoffs, it's going to be defense that really defines them. But, yeah. Um, am I allowed to say that I was down you on the Suns? are absolutely allowed to say you were down on the Suns. Please tell me why. I'm more so, I'm more so needing to see the Suns play before I approve it and say I'm up on it. Because this is a team that has one true point guard on roster. Jordan yep. Goodwin. Oh, yeah, true. I, that's one of the top three minds I think of when I think of true But, like, guards. there's one point guard on the roster. Yeah. They are over the apron, so they can't make any moves. Yep. I'm seeing this roster of a lot of guys that are pretty good NBA players. Not great, not terrible. Yeah. But I think they're going to get pretty deep in the air without really understanding the rotation and finding lineups that work, and I think that'll be a problem come playoff time. Going against the Lakers, going against the Nuggets, teams that have been together and know what they're built of. The Nuggets. Yes, the Nuggets. But I think that's going to be a problem, that they're just kind of – I think they're for the first three or four months, they're just going to be throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Now, am I allowed to say something right now? Yeah. Am I allowed? <laughs> Are you letting me? This is a free-form flowing podcast. Yeah, oh, sure. good to hear. Sure. I'm about to break your – okay. When I said I was up on them – I meant they are going to do well in the regular season. They are not my finals pick. Okay. And it's, it would be easy for both of us to be like, oh, who am I up on this year? Um, Nuggets, Heat, Bucks, Warrior. Like, like, you know. But, you know, the Suns, 
I think that they are going to do very well in this regular season. And like you said, everyone knows they're going to win games in the, in, the, in, the, in the regular season. It's about the playoffs that we really need to see. But for what needs to be done in the regular season to be good and to win a lot of games, I think they have that. Um, well, is Bradley Beal playing point guard? Is Booker playing point guard? Is Kevin Durant going to stay healthy? Is he going to play 65 games? Is Beal going to play 65 games? Yeah. I guess the number is one. Is Nurkic going to play 65 games? I guess the number one thing that I was like, oh, this is why I'm up on them, is because of how they, the job they did rounding out the cast. And I, that was the first thing that I thought of when they got Beal. I was like, oh, I'm, as a fan of opposing teams, I'm not worried at all because who the hell is going to be playing next to them? And they, I mean, Eubanks is a solid backup center. Kata Bates, Diop, decent 3 and D. Watanabe, obviously shot 54% from corner threes. Um, Eric Gordon, obviously proven NBA veteran that's just very solid uh, offensive player and a serviceable defender. Bull Bull, interesting player. That's all I'm going to say. Grayson Allen, guy that could play in the playoffs. Uh, He's proven that. I was not ready for you to say that. I mean, he's proven he can play in the playoffs. He's not proven that he can take a game-winning shot. If if you ask Mike Budenholzer, he might say otherwise. Because, you know, I guess he, he gives it to Grayson Allen in times like that. But he can play, obviously. Um, and Yusuf Nurkic might not be a defensive anchor like they think he is. Um, which, no, that was not. A, that was just a line. That was like a save face type of line um, to get Aiden out of there. Like, he's not – everyone knows that. But I like him with this group, though. Yeah, he dude, he's – guess what? You know what they don't want when they have Booker, Beal, and Durant? They don't want their center taking post fades. That's what they don't want. No, they don't. They don't Is Yusuf Nurkic going to take one single post fade this year? I bet he will. Maybe one. I bet he will. I bet two. Two? Okay. Yeah. Aiton was taking three a game. So on, on smaller defenders, smaller and weaker defenders. Um, so, yeah. Like, that's just, you know, they, they want a center that's going to play a role and be fine with not getting a shit ton of shots. So, yeah. They accomplished what they really needed to accomplish with rounding out this roster. That's what makes me so up on them. So, yes. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I'm not down. I'm just confused and, mm-hmm. you know. I understand. The playoff thing is, is where I get yeah. a little fuzzy. And, and the health this is the biggest problem. That's true. All right. Um, give me another team that you're up on. I believe we have one more each. Yeah. Uh, team I'm up on, uh, Sacramento Kings. Oh! Uh, yeah. Uh, see, I was a bit weary of saying I was up on them because they they have high expectations going into this year. Will they get better? That's the big that's the big challenge with teams that make the jump. Are you going to get even better, or are you going to you know rescind? Well, that, the thing I'm up on is um, continuity. Continuity one, and their front office kind of letting this core grow together. I think a lot of times Timberwolves take notes. I think a lot of times teams will make a jump, and then they go, "Oh, we got to go all in. We got yeah. pieces. We got to add guys." It's like, no, just let them let them figure it out. Let them grow. Let Sabonis take another step. Let Fox take another step. Let Harrison Barnes continue to lead. Let Herder take another step. You know, let these guys grow into great players. Don't put great players around them and stunt their growth, and you know, bring them down and try and let them and try and make them rather. Uh, help another guy fit into the mix. This is so true. Um, yeah, what I am looking forward to most in this season for the Kings is defensive improvement. Um, you know, last year it was the playoffs where their defense truly hurt them. Um, but will they be able to take the next step with their team defense? And obviously playing another year in Mike Brown's system is, you know, it's probably going to mean they're going to be better at it. But that's the number one thing that I think of when they think, what do the Kings got to get better at? Um, Hopefully they don't go Hawks on us. And they're like, yeah, we made the playoffs. These games are boring now. Oh, my God. What, if, what was the Trey Young, Young quote? That's what he, he said. He in like, literally it was said. Like, it was like game two of the season. He said, I struggle getting up for these games after playing in the playoffs. Guess what, buddy? LeBron's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, like you played against the Knicks you in know, the second round. Consistency is the enemy of greatness. Trey Young, not great. Just, just if anyone ever says, you know, everyone meets Trey Young, say, hey, Cole Parr thinks you're not great. All right, I didn't think that would turn into that. But. All right, well, good talk. Kings, 
up. You ready for my last up team? Sure, man. Sure. Go for it, I'd say. This is going to be the surprise team of the season. When I think of teams that are ready and that are going to be good and that are going to vastly exceed expectations, I'm talking about like 10 win, 10 wins above type expectations. It is, you guessed it, the Charlotte Hornets. That's right. This is a team that in 2021-22 won 43 games. And from that team, they have maintained their core as well as added more promising young guys. And aside from Gordon Hayward, which, you know, he's just getting older, everyone a part of that 43-win team has gotten better. Right now, they're projected at 30-31 to wins, which is ridiculous. Last year, I believe they won 28 games, and yet they didn't have LaMelo Ball for, what, 50 games? They didn't have Cody Martin for, like, 70 games. And then have Miles Bridges for any of their games. Well, and if you think Miles Bridges arrested again, he, no, he actually has a warrant. They have not; he's not even been served yet. I do not expect him to miss any games, though. Okay, well, he's going to miss thirty. What are you talking about? He's got thirty game suspension. That's true. I forgot about that. So I meant like from this. Um, but yeah, I if you think that getting Miles Bridges back for fifty games, getting a healthy, more developed, more more, you know, just developed Lamella, I don't know what I was looking for there, and getting a very important player to them and Cody Martin back, along with a player that I'm very up on, Brandon Miller, they think that that's going to equate to three games more one? That's just bonkers to me. Yeah, I mean, with front court guys, you got Nick Richards, you got Mark yeah, they're, Williams, they're Kai fr- Jones. Oh, never, oh never mind. man. Never mind, never mind. Kai Jones. Uh, next topic, next topic. Um, no, I think they are. I think they are a good team. I don't think they're great, but I think they're going to move. I didn't say they were great. I, you know. I just fully expect them to be in the hunt for the play-in play playoffs. Um, Where do you have them for the midseason tournament? Midseason, I got them at least semis, you know? What are your thoughts on the midseason tournament? I, don't even I believe they're, they're what, Group B? It's like, I, nah. um, I don't feel comfortable talking about the midseason tournament until I have learned more. And I'll say this. It doesn't look good for the fact that I have not even been the slightest bit interested in looking into the midseason it's tournament. It's in the name. It's a midseason tournament. Yeah, it's the midseason and it's a tournament. Um, funny, <laughs> funny thing is, um, midseason tournament, a lot of people don't like, they think it's going to be like, what, five extra games? No. The only way you play an extra game is if you... So every single game counts towards the regular season. If you get in the championship, that means you played 83 games in the you know duration of the regular season. So who would be the worst team that could win it? No, no, no. That would win it and would brag about it so much. Pelicans. Is it, is it Minnesota? I mean, yeah, but I don't think they're going to win it. I think it'll be the I think like like, team like Cat that. on his Twitch stream like mid-year with champagne in his hand like <laughs> we're the fucking champs like no. Oh my gosh. You're not. I will never forgive him for saying that what they did with the plan was more impressive and important than the Nuggets. That's why I think that's the last team I want to see win the midseason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, by the way, by the way, um, another thing that I'm excited about with the Hornets, um, Frank Nettelkina shot over 35% last year in the EuroLeague, um, which was the number one thing that he needed, he needed to improve yeah, upon. Yeah, the line's closer. It's not the same. Oh, my gosh. It was the number one thing that he needed to improve upon to be an actual good uh, rotation player in the NBA, and he did that, and they picked him up. He's wearing number 44, by the way. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, development of P.J. Washington, J.T. Thor, obviously LaMelo. I don't think BookNet's going to be good. But other than that, you know, I expect good things out of the Hornets. Um, we going to teams we're down on? Was that an alarm for to talk about teams we're down on? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Before we get into the teams we're down on, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors for today's podcast, AutoZone. If you're looking for any sort of car updates, any any tweaks to your car, engine, wheels, steering wheel, maybe your car's smelling a bit off, head to the AutoZone. I know I recently went there to get some more coolant for my car. I went up, talked to an attendant. They got me right, right away. They, they alerted me to the section. I told them my make and model, and they directed me to the kind of coolant that I need. And I was able to go out in, in the parking lot and fill my coolant right up, and my car was good to go, better than ever. Use code COURT 
for 17% off AutoZone branded blinker fluid. That is code COURT, C-O-U-R-T. 17% off blinker fluid. Go get it now. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Cole, do you want to go first for teams you're down on, or do you want me to go first? Oh, I would love to go first in the teams that we're down on. Uh, okay, so the team I'm down on the most, what? not not the most, but a team I'm down on. Go ahead. Cleveland Cavaliers. I was also, I'm also down on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The, it's, it's the Donovan Mitchell thing is an issue. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to re-sign. He's got a year left. What are they doing with that, number one? Number two... They're bringing back the same team, and I don't know if it worked last year very well, and I don't know how it's going to work this year, especially with Donovan Mitchell with one foot out the door. Yeah. So after they massively disappointed in the playoffs, they lost to the Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks the New in York five Knicks. games. Who, as it turned out, were not actually back. Um, they're always back. Just they're all, But how good are they when they're depends back? Depends how back they are. Uh, the Cavs are looking at what, to me, is, as you alluded to, it's a make-or-break season. Um, Donovan Mitchell, if they don't win, like, 55 games, there's no way he's coming I back. I still don't think he's coming back. Yeah. He wants to go um, to New York. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest trends that I see that will be a problem for the Cavaliers is their front court depth. We're going to have to watch out for that. Um, something that's already going to be a factor is Jared Allen's going to be out for what I expect to be at least a month or so with a bone bruise in his ankle. Um, that, that can't feel good. No. I don't, I've never even heard of a bone bruise in the I ankle. I've never heard. How do you get a bone bruise in the ankle? I've, maybe he got hit with a mallet. Ooh. Old, old mallet hit. You, you know? know what I think? He went for one of those checkups that doctor missed his knee. Oh, boy. He's got yes. a long leg. Yes. You know, so a lot of area. Um, yeah. So aside from Allen, can you, can you garner a guess of who they're going to be relying on for some five-man minutes? Uh, Are you ready? Can is, I, is the answer Dean Wade? You've guessed one of them. Is the you've answer got Isaiah Mobley. We've got aside from Mobley would be Tristan Thompson, who suffers from a case of bad at basketball. No, don't do that. Don't and, do that. And you've got Dean. I'm not, I'm not here to stand on that. Okay. But the other option for some five man minutes is uh. Dean Wade, who suffers from a bad case of not a center, <laughs> not a centeritis. That's yeah. he's yeah. got a bad case of I'm not a centeritis. You want to talk about a classic three four? You bring up Dean Wade. Oh my gosh, is he ever and bad at defense at that? He's a guy who you put in there to guard a, like a Lamar Stevens type player. He's gonna he might knock down the open three and he might get a rebound that's in his area. Yes, and that is it. Where he did, might where be did, tall. Where did Dean Wade go to college? Dude, I don't know. Akron? I don't know. Kansas State. Congratulations. Yep. I don't know college. This is an NBA podcast, Buster. You got to know everything. If you got to know it all. If you think that I'm watching Kansas State in whatever oh, year I he was in college, it. 2018. All right. Well, congratulations this on knowing that. I know. You're um, supposed to know it. But yeah. And on top of that, like, you got a team that's... What about Damian Jones? What about him? Center. Okay, I where did he go to school? Vanderbilt. There you go. Okay, okay, and you know backcourt. Shout out to mental health. You know I hope Ricky Rubio's doing better. But <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but I mean, I they're they're shallow in a lot of places. They got a lot of question mark type players, and you know <laughs> Isaac Okoro. I still got a question mark on him. Sharif Cooper. Question mark. Sorry, Austin. Amani Bates, massive question mark. Why is Sharif Cooper the third Navy name? He's on Exhibit 10. I'm saying like they're backcourt guys. Oh, okay. That are, that are just question marks. Um, Zaire Smith, it's a Willie Woney situation. Shout out to the bad drafters down at the 76ers. Who's Willie Woney? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Willie Woney. Um, what situation was he in? <laughs> Love to meet that guy one day, Willie Woney. <laughs> oh, like, all right. Well, yeah, just like, what do you <laughs> tell you what they can't have anymore? Do? Peanut butter. They Why not? He's allergic. <laughs> Who's allergic? Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith's allergic to peanuts, dude. He was like out for a month with like, I don't know what the fuck happened with the Sixers. Do you remember that? Oh, I know. I remember that now. Damn, that for those who don't know, in high level basketball. Peanut butter is a highly, highly used product. I mean, I eat about two Uncrustables a day. 
And I'm just in college. I can't imagine how many Uncrustables Evan Mobley must be eating. The wild story of Zaire's allergic reaction. Hold on. Oh, it's not loading. This is great uh, podcast. That's a shame. Um, yeah, just Cavaliers, man. What are you going to do? We'll see how they do. Uh, I believe this is at snacksafely.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I always go to snacksafely for NBA news. Um yeah, right now they're projected at about 52 wins, which is absurd. So we'll see if they get that done. I would uh, press the doubt button on that one, though. Zaire ate some chicken at the Sixers team practice facility. He felt a tingling in his lips, but dismissed it as a minor reaction. He drove home, brushed some teeth, took Benadryl, and hopped in the shower. He remembers hives forming all over his body and texting his parents who were away watching his sister's volleyball game. He also remembers attempting to administer his EpiPen which was expired and didn't work. He was vomiting repeatedly when his parents arrived and his mother called 911. Then he collapsed. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. Good story. He's left bedridden, weak, and in constant pain. Six weeks in the hospital. What? Six weeks for some chicken. Oh, my gosh. That's on Philly. Damn. Well, we will see if that plays a factor in this year. Um, who no else are you? Butter chicken. Yeah. All right. It's your turn. Team that I'm down on. Uh, you knew it was coming. The Toronto Raptors. Um, dun, dun, dun. This is a team that has zero hope to do anything at all of substance this year. While at the same time, it's a double threat. Are you ready? Not having their own draft pick. Ooh, there, who has it? I, I think it's the Spurs, right? Yeah, Spurs. Um, their largest hope of the future, Scotty Barnes, underperformed drastically last season. And... Even in-house, they are massively struggling to find direction. As every single trade rumor, they can't decide if they're, they want to be buyers or sellers. Breaking news, they should be sellers. Before they let their guys... Tell you they, what they're, they're not doing is buying. They don't buy nothing. They, they always think about they buying. They say them. they're going to buy something. Um, it's like that episode of Friday Night Lights when that one guy came in. Jason Street sold him the car. What? <laughs> Crazy call out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it came to mind. Yeah, and the one thing they got to do is become sellers before they let their guys walk for absolutely nothing, or, which would be even worse, is they sign their guys to massive extensions that they're eligible for and then have guys on the books for massive money during years and years of losing and irrelevancy. Um, so, yeah, bleak time to be a Raptors fan, if you ask me. And I fully expect them to struggle Mightily to get 38 wins and then not make it to the play-in or get the eighth seed and get swept. Yeah, I was looking at teams who I was going to put on my teams I'm down on the list. I came across the Raptors' name and I said, no, that one's too obvious. <laughs> oh, really? So I went on to another one. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do have a prediction here. I think Schroeder's going to have a great year. And oh, it's yeah. It's going to be the emptiest stats any oh, yeah. basketball player has ever had. Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy that can dribble on the roster, you know? Well, okay. One of Gary my Trent, uh, he's not known for his dribbling. Siakam's got the spin move. He's got a, he's got the spin move down. Does he have any other moves though? Um, Grady Dick. We'll see. Yeah, one of my uh, kind of one of those Willy Wonka situations you were talking about. What would that be? Desire Smith, the Willy Wony, Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The Willy for Zion Smith, Zaire Smith. It's like will he eat the peanut butter chicken again or won't he? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you you're know. right. Um, yeah, the funny thing was like the rap, it was actually nauseating last year, every single basketball analytic guy, every podcaster, it was their cute, bold pick that the Raptors were going to be like a 50 win team. Look at their length and they're developing their guys so interestingly, and everyone's going to be able to dribble, shoot, pass, score and defend. And they're all going to be able to switch one through five. And they're going to be fast, too, because they're going to run in transition. And they're going to get three rounds. They're going to run. And they're going to make open threes. And then they didn't do any of it. And they didn't. Yeah, it's, it was just a bunch of guys. And then Nick Nurse left them. It was a bunch of guys that didn't have roles, that didn't know what they were doing, that their system looked clogged. They would get in the half-court offense and just dribble around and then chuck up a bad shot with four seconds on the shot clock. It was, and then you had Fred Van Fleet, who was giving it his all, to make nice moves while guys would just be running into each other. He, uh, he made that worthwhile, though. He got out of there and he got his money. Shout out to betting on yourself. Shout out. I feel like Nick Nurse is the kind of guy that's just like, ah, fuck it, we'll try it, see if it works. This did not work. Yeah. 
And one, he's like, all right, I'll move on. One thing about Nick Nurse is that he has a massive ego. Uh, I know Definitely this. Does. I know this from uh, like personal sources that know him. Um, and I think it's very, very funny that he saw how badly he fucked up there and he just left. Like, usually if a guy wins a championship with a team, he r- rides that out for as long as he possibly can. Yeah. And he didn't get fired. He just he left, you know? So very weird, very weird. Him and Philly is going to be very interesting. Yeah, that's going to be odd. I mean, Philly, I... Ah, that's that was also one of those where it was like you know everyone's talking about him. It's too obvious to say we're down Should on I them. Just, uh, yeah, well, I, you're down I on did. Philly. All right, let's let's go into it. I All like I it. have good segue. James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. I just can they get through a fucking preseason and a training camp without being like, is this guy going to be on the roster? Is this guy going to be on the roster? Poor Joel Embiid. Um, I mean, if we're being honest, what's the common thread? between these guys that are asking out and leaving Philly, uh, their star player being Joel Embiid. Is it uh, people don't like to play with him, possibly? I'm joking around. It's All I want to say about James Harden is that why he knows, NBA players know the NBA, at least guys that were massively successful in the NBA know the league. He knows that there is zero hope of a Clippers deal being done, and yet he's demanding the Clippers... Like, dude, I don't. What? I don't think he cares about that. He just wants it to get done. I know that, but I'm saying like, there's there's zero hope of that getting done. It just doesn't match up at all. There's nothing that the Clippers have to give that the Sixers really want. I mean, bro, like, and the, what's even funnier is that if I'm James Harden, I feel disrespected that the holdup is they don't want to give up Terrence Mann. <laughs> That's tough. To be like, like, dude, either ask for a trade. Or stay in what's a decent situation I that want, has a chance at winning. I want somebody to go through all of these big trade demands over the past few years and put together a team of the guys that are like, no, we're not, we're giving, not up giving up this guy. guy. Like Quentin Grimes, like Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes is on that team. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Like you said, Terrence Mann. Jovic is on that team. Well, it was it's you get you only get one of Jovic, Hero, and Hawkes. You get you get okay, to pick so, one. So Tyler we'll add Tyler Hero, Hawkes. Yeah, Nicola Nicola Hirohakis. Nicola Hirohakis. Like those two oh, merged. Don't forget Taylor Horton player. Tucker. At yeah. one point, Taylor Horton Tucker's on that list. Uh, Reeves, obviously. That was for Lowry, right? Yeah. Um, Reeves. Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to think of any other interesting ones. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's odd down there in Philadelphia. Um, I think these guys that want to demand trades to different teams should say a team that they don't want to go to. Why is that? So, like, if Dame wanted to go to the Heat, he should have said, I want to go to the Bucks," <laughs> Which is – I don't get me started on that. I can't I'm talk not, about it. I'm not going like, to talk about it. It's too much. It's, 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 it still hurts so Harden bad. should say he wants so to go bad. to Sacramento, and they're like, no, we're going to send you to the Clippers. One of my favorite things about the Sixers is the amount of centers that they have on roster, and yet Joel Embiid is going to play, like, 35 minutes a night, which is – dude, they have Deadman, Bamba, Harrell – um, How? Paul Reed, like B ball is the only one that's really gonna play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Multiple times last year, Harold at garbage time was asked to go in, and he said no. Yeah, did you know he's, that? He's got to get out of there. And then Dwayne Dedman, he's just on bar. He, we don't get me started on that guy. He's the worst player in the NBA. We went to that Sixers Wizards game during warmups. He didn't touch a ball. <laughs> that's no, that's I saw him. Chuck up like a couple half quarters. All right, but like he was like talking to some Wizards trainer. I guess he knew from back in the day. Yeah, and then no, it was one point where he literally it because we watched him. It was so we went to the Wizards uh, Sixers game. He's going around just chatting up. He's laughing with Matisse Thybul. And then it was one point where there was a ball boy standing around like half court. He's holding the ball, and he just goes, "Can I see that for a second? He got it. Took one dribble and took a Dirk fadeaway from like the loco. And it didn't hit anything. And then he just, like, he didn't even flinch. He just, like, kept walking. This guy's just like, I can't believe I fooled this whole league, man. Oh, my. And they re-signed him. It's not like, it's not like he was still in a contract. They re-signed him. Like, what? Um, yeah, but then you got Danny Green, who we don't know what he's going to be able to give. Um, Daniel House, who has a case of the bad. Um, Korkmaz, who, I mean, he still wants out. Don't forget that. Korkmaz still wants out. Yeah. <laughs> I know Corkmas' agent, by the way. No way. 
Yeah. Why isn't he getting the deal done? Not you ask sure. him? Didn't ask. Source subject. Source subject. Couldn't get it done. You yeah. They lost Shake Milton, who had a lot of minutes for them. I, I mean, I like the Kelly Oubre signing, but will he pass the ball is the question. He's going to try and keep that 20-point-per-game average. I think he sees... No, I think... Is that a joke? What is what a joke? Is, is, <laughs> will he pass the ball? Is that a joke? It's a half joke. I think he sees a left-handed scoring, a left-handed scorer-sized hole that is trying to be filled. Problem in Philly is they don't have enough left-handed basketballs to go around between him and Harden. That's true. Crazy! It's crazy that he averaged twenty points a game, and it's like the emptiest twenty anyone's ever seen last season. Um, but yeah, well, I think I do really like him on the Sixers. I think that we saw him with a winning team with the Wizards early in his career, and he plays hard as shit. That's true. And I think he's just a guy ready to play for a winning team. That's a good point. And he deserves it. Yeah. I think Pat Bev's going to be great for this team. P.J. Tucker. He's, a, he's got a case of the old, in my opinion. I don't know how you have two guys that aren't the greatest basketball players, but just menaces on defense in the same team. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, I feel like those guys should be dispersed what You know what they're, you know what they're the missing? League. A second star. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought they had to, but maybe nope. soon they will I mean, semi. I feel like they got, you know, I, I give Harden a quarter of a, of a second star for them right now because you just don't know. And I give Maxi 0.5 semi-star. What about the, their, second, their second highest paid player? Tobias Harris? Yeah. I can't believe he's their second highest paid player. He is not a second star. That's for damn sure. I don't know what I mean. Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler? <laughs> Love Do- it. Don't Love say it Doc me. Rivers is a bad coach. You got Love Tobias Harris, me. a $30 million contract. No, Tobias, Doc Rivers is a bad coach. Don't say that. It's not a coincidence that you've given up that many leads in the playoffs. Um, why don't we go to another team? Um, All right, let's go to another team. Team I'm down on here is the, you guessed it, the Celtics. I didn't guess it, but. Yeah. Um, as for me with the Celtics. you being a hater. No, it's not. It, it is. You know what? Why don't I lay out the, the, the case for you, and then you decide. Um, I don't buy into their health. I don't buy into their front court defense as they are extremely relying on a 37-year-old Al Horford and Luke Carnett. And I, you know what? You may be saying to yourself, no way they actually expect to play Cornette real minutes, right? Yes. Yes, they do. All reports out of this camp say that they expect Cornette to play real minutes for them. Is Porzingis not a frontcourt defender? Okay. I mean, is he known for his frontcourt defense? Is he known for being a great defender? He's better than Carnette. Yeah, I know, but that does not mean they're still... They're, they, they need two guys, right? They need at least three guys, right? They just paid Pritchard a good amount of money on an extension, a guy that had a downright horrendous playoffs for them last year. They are surrounding this, I'll, I'll give it, aside from Holiday, they are surrounding this defect-ridden, old, and often on injured top five guys with ridiculously unproven players. And all I'm saying is, one injury, and it may get bleak for Boston. Guys that will be getting minutes for them. Are you ready? Yeah. Lamar Stevens. Sure. Sam Hauser. Sure. Luke Cornett. Yep. Delonto Banton. No, he won't. Svi Mikhailuk. O'Shea Brissett. Pritchard is getting minutes over Banton. Banton is like 6'8". Banton is a guy they signed. They did not like get him in a deal. They signed Banton. He's going to play for them. They signed him. You don't sign middle-aged players that you're not going to play. Banton is not middle-aged. Okay, middle-aged for an NBA. You know what I'm saying. He's a guy that's... He's not like a young guy enough to be like, oh, he's a promising young guy that we're going to try and develop. They got him to be a role player. Benton is 23 years old. In my Senate, it still stands. That's not old. You know exactly what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. All right. You do. Um, I will leave you with that. Are we not? What about Svi Mikuliak? Svi Mikuliak? Mikuliak, I think. What about him? Just a name. Not a not a great player. Not a great player. Not proven. Has never done anything. Kansas or something. What age was he when he was a freshman? Dude, like seventeen. Seventeen. All right. You told me that before, but thought you might forget. Yeah, I just I they have five to six good players. Horford's thirty-seven years old, and Jalen Brown can't dribble the ball, and Tatum's shooting is looking horrible right now. Um, and Kristaps Porzingis, although he's coming off his best year of his career, his health is still somewhat of a question mark. 
you were the guy like last week saying how Porzingis played 72 games. Just wasn't I, even. It was like 65, 67. And yes, but still, can he do it again? Can he do it again? You have anything else to say about Celtics? Um, I would like to say I'm not down on the Celtics. And I think that moving forward in the NBA, I think we're going to see a lot of teams constructed like this because of how the new CBA is structured in that you're not able to have many guys on huge contracts, but maybe your top three will be. And I just don't think that they're as bad as you're saying they are. All right. Well, we will see. What about a team that you're down on, Chase? I believe I have one Can more we each. talk about the team in the Bay Area? You're down on the Golden State Warriors? I'm down on the Golden State Warriors. You know, I was down and now I'm, I'm recently more so up, but why don't you go ahead and tell me why you're down? Um, I'm down because they are old and they are very young and they lack depth in a major way. They have seven guys, eight, nine if you include Kaminga Moody. <laughs> but like, I count them as one. Yeah, because you know one's gonna one's gonna have a good game, one's gonna have a bad game. Also, like they don't play both of them at the same time. It's true. Normally, or one of them might not play a game, one of them plays. I, I just like Clay Thompson guarding fours is like cool to say, but yeah, it's bad. Is, does it work? Yeah, will it work? Did Clay agree to that? It's also very interesting how they had the number one starting five scoring wise in the entire NBA, and then they put this wrench into the system, which. I don't think he's going to play bad with their starters because, I mean, think about it. You're putting one of the best passes of all time with two of the best shooters of all time. It's not a recipe for disaster by any means. But it's like, you know, is there going to be egos involved? How is Wiggins going to play into it when Looney needs to be getting minutes at the five and Draymond needs to be getting minutes at the four? Draymond's one of the most egotistic players in the NBA. How is he going to deal with what clearly needs to be a less minute full year that he has ahead of him? You know, it's just, it is very tough. Um, I'm, a, I'm a believer that Wiggins is going to need to play a major role defensively if they want to do anything of substance. 100%. I mean, that's always been his role, though. I mean, yeah, but even, even more so now because yeah. you're going to be playing even smaller, uh, naturally. Um, and obviously, like, when you got four surefire Hall or well, yeah, four surefire Hall of Famers. They got five, I think. Who's the fifth? They have four. Yeah. It's going to be egos involved in who's going to start and who's going to finish. So we'll see how that plays a role. Um, and I'm going to be kind of upset if it's Clay that has to sacrifice because I just like Clay. Even uh, though the, the, the some bad nights, part is, I think that's the first some, person who would. Some nights it might have to be him. You know, the first guy that will. Yeah. But is, you know, is Steph going to stay healthy for 82 games this year? Hasn't I, in the past. Will Clay? Will Chris Paul? Chris Paul, obviously Chris Paul. Yeah. Draymond, there's always something. Yeah. I mean, he has Draymond has an ankle injury right now. That's what's saving them from uh, preseason talks about who's starting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Is Gary Payton 2 going to give him anything? Gary Payton 2 is going to give him something, for sure. We'll give him something, but, like, is the is – the... I am up on Gary Payton 2. I am too, but is the scout on him to where it's like he's figured out? I don't buy into those. I don't buy into those. But anyways. We'll see. Um, okay. Last team that I am down on is the Houston Rockets. Um, I am just overall – I okay, I'll, I'll put it in as plain terms as I think I can. I see a lot of Chicago Bulls and what's going on over there. It's just, it's just the best way to put it. I, they, I don't – What are, are they doing? As you said – earlier with the Kings, what you liked about them. They're, they get a new coach. They add two very promising young guys in, obviously, um, almost somewhat friend of the podcast, and yet almost also almost enemy of the podcast, Cam Whitmore. Um, I wouldn't call him an enemy. In, I mean, you know, in-conference rival back in high school, you know. Um, you know, cool had, with his dad. Had some battles with him. You're cool with He shadowed me back in uh, ninth grade. I'm cool with his dad. Okay, well, good talk. Um, and obviously, I'm in Thompson. And then you go and add 
Fred Van Vliet, who is obviously he's going to be the highest paid player. You're going to need to play him a lot. You're paying him that much. But you got your first round pick who's a ball dominant player. And well, not bottom. Asar is more ball dominant than him, but he still would like the ball in his hands. It's still a point then, guard that you should be giving reps to. Yeah. yeah. And touches in game. And then you have Jalen Green, who you've almost essentially promised the future of your franchise to. But who then has, who has gotten better. Yeah, I but, think. but then you have Dylan Brooks. Who, Dylan the villain. Don't ever I'm calling call him Dylan the villain. I he, love it. He gave himself that nickname. Just, That's not something I want like, to hear. You can give yourself a nickname and it can be good. But if you give yourself a nickname and it's a really bad, stupid, and dumb nickname. By the way, you know what prompted? Tell what prompted him to say, well, my nickname is Dylan the villain. Who's ball? He grabbed somebody's ball. No, no, no. Dude, Daniel Tice set the ball screen on him. He's trying to get over it. He punched him in the balls, like plain and simple, in a preseason game, and he gets ejected. And then he's like, he like, you, oh my, like. By the way, Tice gets bitched more than any NBA player. <laughs> That's true. Any player, man. No ref gives him respect. No player. Dude, since the bubble, it's just he like just gets bullied. He's oh like, my! What the fuck did I do? Why are you calling it on me? It's like, dude, it was so funny because, like, I no, I'm, I almost guarantee it. Before the game, he said. I'm going to pull some crazy shit and get ejected from this game to set the tone for what I'm going to be like this year. I almost guarantee He's still it. the villain. I hate it so much. I fucking Can we have like a Dylan the villain count of like the stuff he does? Dylan the villain strikes again. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here right. for it. Um, Dylan the villain count is at one right now. Dylan the villain count at one. Officially at one. Um, yeah, but like you bring in a bunch of veteran guards and then you have a bunch of young guards that you really want to develop and it's like, okay, what's it going to be like? And the one thing we know to, know about Ime Odoka is he's not here to hold your hand. He's not here to like develop players. He's here to win games. So if Dylan the Villain and Van Vliet are outplaying the young guys, guess who's going to get minutes to try and strive for 45 wins? It's going to be the older guys. Yeah. So... That's just what I'm confused about. And, you know, you got to pay somebody, but still. And all the while, the guy who needs to be getting the most touches, Big Al. who needs to be having the ball in his hands the most, who is their most promising player, who everyone around the league doesn't have a single bad thing to say about him, besides maybe his defense, maybe, but he's a good team no, defender. Not maybe. It's, yeah. It's, it's Sangoon, who is known to make magic happen when the ball is in his hands. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult for sure. Where does this leave Big Jock too and all this? That's that's true. I'm a fan of Jock Landale. It was Big Jock Landale. I'm just I, I'm also glad he got his money. If, if did you're, you see did you the see video the of him telling his dad? Oh, it's such a good yeah, video. it's gold, dude. If if you if you like heartwarming stories, go look up the video of Jock Landale telling his dad how much money he signed for after signing for minimums, you know, everywhere. So, yeah, what will happen? What will happen indeed? Are you ready to get into uh, winners and losers of the week? I'm going to get a water first. Um, while you get a water, why don't we give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's podcast, AutoZone. If you're looking for a place to you know, give some, give some upgrades to your car, give some tweaks, maybe you need an oil change, maybe you need to buy oil, maybe you need coolant, just like I did the other day, you should go to AutoZone. They have anything and everything you need for your car repair, car improvement. Um, any, any, anything from missing parts to air fresheners, whatever you need. If you need some new tires, head to AutoZone. If you need a new, a new rear view mirror, head to AutoZone. If you want some decals, head to AutoZone. If you want a lanyard, head to AutoZone. Use code PAR4 for 23% off left tire cleaner. That's front and rear. Par four, P A A R, F O R, twenty three percent off. Left tire cleaner, front and rear. Go get it now while supplies last. Get in the zone, Auto Zone. All right, I would like to start off. No, you start off winner of the week. I have a, I have a better winner of the week. All right, my winner of the week won the week for sure. All right. Um, so you go first. My winner of the week. So we can get second place winner of the week. Um, the entire NBA aside from the Hornets. Why? Kai Jones is officially a free agent and is up for grabs. 
let the bidding war begin. This is the he, we have the greatest player of all time, greatest player in NBA history, greatest player in history of basketball, Kai Jones, self-proclaimed. But we got to believe People him, right? People have said he's better than Shaq, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Lamelo Ball, he's better than Lamelo. Check his highlights, best of all. He time. can shoot a pull-up jumper. He can shoot a pull-up jumper. Yeah. Check his highlights. Dude, look at his highlights. He's rich. He's he's, he's the best player. He can dance. He can dunk. He's you know he dunked on Wembenyama? Yeah. Dude, how many guys have done that in the NBA? Not many. Would like zero be the number? Z- one would be the number. Kai Jones. Kai Jones. Yeah, he's. I'm sure he's. His phone is blowing up right now with offers of teams just willing to throw the house at him. If I'm the Bucks, I'm trading Giannis and then dumping all the salary and giving him the max. Right. You know. Correct. That's just what you do in this situation as a GM. But you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he starts his own league. We don't know. But that's my winner of the week. The entire yeah. NBA. Who's your winner? My winner of the week, Inte Huang. Please tell me who that is. Inte Huang is a South Korean man. Moved to New Jersey in 2020. Oh. Uh, he aspired to become an NBA referee. Is he doing it? Yesterday, he was named a full-time official for the 2023-24 season. Shout out to Inte Huang. Inte Huang. Inte Huang. In, this, is, right. this is a big, big day for Inte Huang. Yeah. Shout, this is a feel-good story for everybody. Everyone should be happy about this. We should try and get Inte Huang on the pod, I think. I am already... The wheels are already in motion. Believe me, brother. I am dead serious. I, I have Tim Donahue's number. I'm sure he has the number of someone who's currently in the NBA refereeing who will probably have Inte Huang's number. We should, tr- like, we should really try to get Inte Huang on the pod. Do you think the language barrier might be a struggle? He's been in America for four years. Oh, great. Three. Three. About to be four. Good. Hopefully not four by the time we get him on. I think, I'm think i thinking next episode we get Inte Huang on. I will look up after this how to get in contact with Inte Huang. Okay. Well, shout out to Inte Huang. Shout out to Inte. Congratulations. Full-time ref. Okay. Loser of the week. Would you like to go first or should I? I'll go first. All right. Loser of the week. Teams not trading for Kai Jones. Trading? He, he's, he's cut. He asked for a trade request. <laughs> That's true. So That's true. You mean like you mean like okay, Kai Jones should be on a max deal and they need to trade for him with the Hornets before he was cut so that they can match the salaries. That's what you mean? Yes. Right. Okay. Chiefs not trying to get Kai Jones. Chiefs not trying to get Kai Jones loser of the week cuz why would, of the week. He's the best player of all time. So why would you not All 30 NBA teams and thousands of other Professional teams outside of the U.S. Why would you not go for the greatest player of all time? That'd be like if Tom Brady in his prime left the Pats and you're like, oh, we'll not get him, you know? That'd be like if Lamar right now wasn't was just left the Ravens, why would you not go for him? You know, that's like that. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing if you're not looking for Kai Jones? Best player of all time, can shoot a pull-up jumper. Check his highlights. My loser of the week, Dallas Mavericks. What the fuck? What? Well, they Dubai? looked like shit boxes in Dubai. I, I don't, and then, no I wait, don't put any stock into that. No. And then they go ahead and lose to Real Madrid, embarrassing the entire NBA. That's Luka's former team that he left to go to the NBA and make millions and be known worldwide. And then they lose to Real Madrid. I don't care preseason. I don't care p- pick up in the summer. If it's a team of NBA guys and they're playing a team of Euroleague guys, you better win the game. You better win the game. Yeah, they lose by three, but I guarantee you, bro, third quarter, if I'm Kyrie Irving, if I'm Luka Doncic, I don't care. Yo, put me in the game. We're not losing this. Um, We're not losing. Spurs lost to a European team. When was that? Year after they won a championship. I know that. What does this say for the Mavericks? Recently. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, you know. Yeah. Two plus two is four. Minus one. Three. It's quick math. Quick maths. Yeah. Um, <sighs> All righty. Well, lastly, we have trivia. Okay. There's not a lot of topical uh, trivia questions going on right now. So I will simply ask Chase... Who is the oldest player to ever play 
in the NBA? Robert Parrish. Nat Hickey. Who? You heard that right. Nat Hickey. No, I think it's Robert Parrish. Maybe this website's wrong. Uh, I think it's wrong. Oldest player to ever play in the NBA. It's Udonis Haslam. No, you're thinking of Robert Parrish. It's Udonis Haslam. I don't know why I even believe that shit. That was from like a terrible website. Okay, there you have it. Udonis Haslam, oldest player to play in the NBA. Great episode, guys. Great episode. Shittiest trivia question ever? Um, shout out to David, the uh, our producer. Um, Fucking David. Dude, he's sorry. All right. David's the reason that we didn't post all summer, okay? <laughs> Dude, contracts. He didn't you know? give us the contract we wanted, so fucking all fuck right. you, David. We're I know you're well, listening to this. We're recording right now, so he's, he's editing it probably, dude. Yeah, David. When you hear this, think of me smacking your All right, face. well, I say shout out to David. All right. Fuck David. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, again, thank you for AutoZone for sponsoring this episode. Shout out to AutoZone, presenting get the, sponsor. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And um, as always, that's, you know, that's how it goes. So, so as that's always. going to be the. And I think that's going to um, do. And so, that'll wrap it up for t- for today. All right. And, um, I'm thinking we, we're going to stop it here. So, so um, we'll cut it. And uh, we're, yeah, we're out. All right. It's par for the court podcast.